Let's now turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Now, we're going to be in chapter 11 throughout most of the sermon. That doesn't mean we're going to only be there. But we'll be there a lot. So let us start with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And if you could please stand to honor the reading of God's word. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God bless and honor the reading of his word and you may be seated. You see, you barely got up and we were done. <laughs> One hundred and fourteen deaths. One hundred and fourteen deaths. So far, that is the total. One hundred and fourteen deaths in the Maui fire. That's a horrible thing. And it's rising higher every day. There's more than one thousand people missing in Maui right now. This is a horrible, horrible thing. And it is believed that this is happening because of a utility power plant, power lines and equipment. It's believed that this is the source of the fire. That day started off, people were at home, laying there, sleeping. Everybody that morning had faith that everything was fine. They're sleeping, the children are asleep, everybody was asleep. Nothing was wrong. And by their faith, they believed that the power lines were fine. But because of the weather and the dryness of the land and the winds and everything else, things changed very quickly. And people have faith all the time in things. We have faith in our vehicles, but sometimes things happen with our vehicles that we just don't expect happened to me before we sometimes have faith in our health and then that can change in a split second we have faith in our insurance and that can change too we have faith in so many things now am I saying all this to scare us no but people put faith in things all the time that could change we have faith in policies in our workplaces in our work systems we have faith in so many things that could change in a, just a second a minute second but the fact of the matter is, there are some things, there are some things that we all have faith in, but in the end, there's only one thing, only one thing that we can have faith in that is proven. Faith in that is proven and tested through and through. Only one faith that can be trusted fully, and that faith is in the Lord God. The title of today's sermon is Faith. Faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is a firm belief in something for which there is no proof. For this, which there is no proof. But we have belief. We can believe and trust in. Now, there's several different definitions in the Webster's Dictionary in which they have faith. They talk about faith in this or faith in that, different types of faith that people have within religions and other things. Now, keep in mind, this is Webster talking, Webster's Dictionary. So I will tell you what it says, in, at least in one of them, which, which applies to today. I'm not going to talk about the faith that people have in their jobs and in their families and all that. But the faith that we have in God. It says belief and trust in and loyalty to God. 
or belief in the traditional doctrines of a religion. And that would reply to this. Now, in reality, Christianity is not really a religion because a religion is things you have to do in order to earn salvation. And we don't earn our salvation. We have faith in the one who's earned our salvation. We cannot earn it. But we have faith in the Lord Christ. Everyone has faith in something. Everyone does. We all have to have faith in something. I mean, I had faith just a moment ago. I, and my mother had faith in me. And I sang the wrong line. And look how that one went. <laughs> Everybody has to have faith in something. We have faith that this is going to work and that this is going to work. These microphones are going to work. And sometimes I forget to change the batteries. Luckily, I also have faith in my good friend back there, my dearest friend, my best friend, along with another man. My best friend, Jeremy, who a lot of times will change the battery for me and make sure that I have things working. I have faith in him that when things shut down, he knows what he's doing and he brings it back up again. We can have faith in one another, brothers and sisters in Christ. We can have faith that we will support one another. We have faith in each other. But everybody has faith in something. I had to have faith when I sat down in this chair that would hold me up. And believe me, I, that faith has failed in other chairs before. <laughs> well, I had to order a chair earlier this week. It was a lot expensive, let me tell you. Why was it a lot expensive? Because I'm a big one. And because I'm a big one, I have to order expensive chairs that will hold me up. <laughs> we have to have faith in certain things. We have to have faith when we order things, that we have enough money in the bank account. We have to have faith in our bank. We have to have faith in certain things. We have to have faith in these things. Amen? We have faith when we buy things that we have trust in our dollar bill. I know this is getting less and less trustworthy as the years go on. Thank you, Biden. Anyway, we have different things like that. Why? Because everything we do, we have to have faith when we start our car. We have to have faith that when you go, it's going to start. Right? Right. This is, this is stuff that happens. We have to have faith in these things. You have to have faith. When you go to drink a cup of water, thank you, sister, when you have to, have to drink a cup of water, you're not going to have holes in that cup. <laughs> I've done that. I failed. <laughs> and it gets all over you. We have faith in so many things. But there are some people that have faith that believe they don't have faith. That everyone who lives has faith in something. They live by faith. Even those who claim that they don't have faith. For instance, atheists. They have faith. They have faith in false facts. They have faith in false facts. My voice went up. That means I'm saying something. They have faith in false facts and a theory and a theology that claim to be a science fact. But it's not. It's not a science fact. It's a religion on its own. In fact, it's not a science fact. No science is testable, provable, repeatable. It is no more than a science fiction. It's a science fiction. And it's become a faith to believe in uh uh, evolution, but they believe this and they believe it thoroughly. Why do they believe this? They believe this so they don't have to believe in God. That's why, because Satan has blindsided them and they have faith in this stupidity. Yes, I said stupidity, because it is stupidity. It takes more faith to believe in that than it does believe in God. And it does. It does. Come on now. Come on. Doctors have faith every time they go in. Because they have faith in the medical knowledge, they have faith that they've been taught, they have faith in the medicines and in the instruments and in the other doctors that they're working with. And we have to have faith in those doctors. And many doctors, not all, but I've had both, but many doctors even have faith in God because they believe, many of them believe that there is a higher power in order to save themselves from getting in trouble. A lot of times they just say higher power. But they, a lot of times they do believe my doctor, praise the Lord God, is a Christian. I've got that out of her because... 
I am not foolish. I know. I can see who's my sister and brother in Christ. I know. I can feel the Holy Spirit. I called it out. I know. Mechanics have faith in the knowledge they've learned and the tools and other equipment and so on and so on and so on and so on. Christians have faith in what? God. God the Father, the creator of all things. They have, and by the way, a lot of people say they believe in God. It's not just to believe in God. They have faith in God. They know him personally because they also have faith in his God, the Father, and his Son, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our guide. The one who guides us every single day. And we know him. We know them. And let me just read to you 1 Corinthians 2, 5. 1 Corinthians 2, 5. And I know there would be atheists and others. Well, I doubt we have atheists watching. But if you are, welcome. It's nice to have you watching. But let me just tell you, you're going to have people in your workplace, whether it be at the schools, whether it be at the mechanic places, whether it be in other places you work, you'll meet people who are atheists. You'll meet people at Walmart this week or at the grocery stores that are not Walmart or at other places. You're going to meet them everywhere you go, whether they be atheists or people who are agnostic, which, by the way, is a lazy way of saying atheist, or, or those who just don't know what to believe because they have so many people on TV or people who are just throwing so much nonsense and it's all being used to Satan and they may not know it and they probably don't, but the devil loves to throw all this stuff to confuse their faith and they don't know what they're doing and why the pastor doing all this because I'm trying to illustrate the fact that all these things are being thrown into the pot to confuse people and then that just confuses their faith. Amen. But this is what we need to remember in 1 Corinthians 2.5. So that your faith, and what was Paul talking about before this? He was talking to the Jewish people and the Gentile people. He was talking about, so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And that's what we need to remember. But pastor, I know what you're saying, but so-and-so, I'll go back to my old statement. Pastor Whistlebridges says that we need to remember what the homosexuals say. Pastor Whistlebridges says that we need to remember what the agnostics say. Pastor Whistlebridges says that we need to get along with everyone and go along with what they say. Maybe we should be like the transgenders. I mean, forget what they all say. If it doesn't go along with what God says in his word, then it's stupid foolishness of the devil because he wants to confuse your faith. Don't have faith in the fools who don't believe in God. Don't have faith in the fools who don't believe with his word and believe with the creator of all things. Not those who don't believe in the creator or go along with the creator. Have faith, have faith in God. Have faith in God because faith is the victory. Faith is a victory. Oh, glorious victory who overcomes the world. Have faith in God, not those things. What does it say in Luke 1, 37? Luke 1, 137, excuse me. Luke 1, 37. Oh, what does the Lord say? For with God... For with God, nothing will be impossible. That's why I wore this tie. It talks about nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. What is trust? Another word for faith. When you put your faith in God, nothing is impossible. Now, I'm not talking about you get anything you want. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not children here. Okay, one of us is. But we're not, maybe two. But we're not, we don't put our trust to get anything we want to get but anything that God wants us to have what we need to have. Amen? Okay.
Okay. Now we need to have faith by our actions. Because as I've said 150,000 times, by our actions, we are what? Known. That is right. How did you guess? So let's now go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. And just stay there for a little while. I would almost keep this stuff marked because we're going to stay in Hebrews chapter 10 and 11 for quite a while. I love Hebrews chapter 11. It's probably my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. Now, that's saying a lot because I have lots of favorites in my life. And I have lots of favorite verses. But Hebrews chapter um, 11, I have reasons for this. One of my very first, okay, maybe not the very first, but one of the very first uh, sermons I did that really changed my life was Hebrews chapter 11. It was all about faith. Well, I got to have faith, and you got to have faith to keep you in your life and change your life as a Christian. You have to have faith because people will try to put your faith to the test, which we'll talk about in a moment, but they'll try to test your faith and say, if God is real, then why this and why that? But you have to have faith. What does it say in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25? Well, let's look at that. Therefore, brothers, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. That alone is powerful. It goes on to say, by a new and living way that he has opened for us through the veil. That is to say, his flesh. And since we have a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a heart, excuse me, with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse them of an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us firmly hold the profession of our faith without wavering for he who promised his faithful let, and let us Consider how to spur one another to love and to good works. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but let us exhort one another, especially as you see the day approaching. Folks, we need to have faith in Jesus Christ. I gotta stand up, boy, I gotta stand up. Let us see, as we see this day approaching and it is amongst us, we need to be in faith as we follow Christ by our actions and help one another. As we see one falling down and having a hard time, help one another. I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, are you okay? Brother Philip, are you okay? Son, are you all right? Are you okay, brother? Are you okay, my dear friend? Because I can see that you're hurting really bad physically or emotionally. Someone's hurt your feelings or they're really, you're really down. Can I help you out? Can I bring you arms of, of compassion and, and help? Can I help you now? And they do so. Oh, they do so just by showing compassion, just by them paying attention to me. And I'm not saying I'm one of those little brats who needs compassion and, and, and attention constantly. No, 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 no. But as a brother in Christ, sometimes knowing that other people have faith like I have faith and can see that we need to have the faith together that helps me out to know that I am not alone and you're not alone. Not only do we have brothers and sisters of Christ, but Jesus is always with us and sends other people to show us that we are not alone and you're not alone. You're not alone. But now I'm going to move on to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. And I'm not just going to stop there. I'm going to go all the way to chapter 11, which isn't far. <laughs> but we're going to go through verse 1 again and 2 and 3. So it says in verse 36, For you need patience so that after you have done the will of God. So that after you have done the will of God, 
you will receive the promise. For in yet a little while, he is to come, he is to come, will come. He who is to come will come and will not wait. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the saving of the soul. We're not to be those people who backslide and continuously go back to destruction and living in sin, as so many people do. Oh, I know I'm safe. I'm just going to keep on living. God's going to love me anyway. I'm just going to live in sin and keep on living in sin. Folks, we can't keep doing that. How many times are we going to backslide? Pastor, I do mess up sometimes. So do I. So do I. That's not an excuse, though. If you find yourself saying something you shouldn't say, oh, I, I do it sometimes. And you know what? Shame on me. Get back up again. Say, don't do that again, youngster. Get back up again. Don't listen to that flesh. Get back up again. Hold thy tongue. Get back up again. Instead of kicking yourself, get up and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Shut your mouth and let the mouth of the Holy Spirit speak through you. Oh, I mess up. Don't let your anger get the better of you. Follow God. Now, what are we supposed to do? Keep going back again and back again and back again and never grow? No. What would the temptation be there? Satan. But what does it say in chapter 11? Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we have faith, we don't necessarily have to see it, but we believe it. And when you believe it and live for it, you'll see it. What does it go on to say in verse 2? For by it men of old attained a good report. By faith we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God so that the things that are seen are not made out of things which are visible. See, see, you don't see God. I don't see God, but I see the evidence of God. All around me, I see the evidence of God. No, I'm not talking about the cross. I'm not talking about the cross that was made by man's hands. But I'm talking about the evidence of God. All around me, I see the evidence of God. When I look outside, I see the evidence of God. I also see the evidence of sin, of mankind. But I see that God loves him still. I see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. But what is faith for us? Moving on. Faith is a foundation, a foundation in our life for all times. For all times, we need to have faith. We need to have faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, you know what it says? It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and, I'm talking about God, that he exists and that he is rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So every day you may make a mistake. I don't know what. Maybe you have bad thoughts of people who do you wrong. Maybe someone gives you a, a look when you're riding in a vehicle or driving a vehicle. Maybe someone cuts you off. Maybe someone says something to you on the internet. I don't know. And it makes you mad and it gives you a thought. Maybe you see something on the news and it makes you want to slap somebody. 
Well, as long as you don't somehow magically reach your hand through the internet and smack them or say something ungodly back, as long as you try your best to stay in a Christian way and not let that ruin you, folks, just keep the faith. Follow God. Don't let them, and here's what I, I, I desperately suggest, because I know I've had to do it. Don't waste your time on things that don't matter. And I, I got to tell you, most of the things in this world just don't matter. I've wasted so much time. I've wasted so much time. Wasted so much time. I do watch the news, but I'll be honest, a lot of times I'm like, all right, you don't need to watch it for the umpteenth time today, because even though it's from different people's viewpoints, it's the same thing. If you already watched it twice today, you don't need to watch another four, fifth, six. Go to the Word. Stay in the Word. Stay where there's happy, happy, joy, joy. And stay away from the nonsense of the world. You have enough. Enough! Stay in the faith of God. If you can stay with the faith of God, and if you take that with you through your day, and keep that faith constantly, remind yourself, that's why it's important to have scriptures. If you have scriptures with you, things that you know are going to keep the joy in you, you're going to be okay, protected, like a shield of faith. Keep a shield of faith around you. It's what you need. What does it say in Romans 10, 17? You can write this down. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what I said. Have scriptures. Have scriptures. Like a shield. Have scriptures. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Make sure you have that with you. So that when Satan tries to attack you, and he will, he will try to attack you. Make sure you have it to protect you. It's what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness. And not just then. Even when he went in front of who? When he went in front of the Pharisees. Even when he went in front of, of the, the Caesars. and Not Caesars, excuse me. When he went in front of Pilate. He went in front of them. And what did he do? He made sure that he had the scriptures. He would make sure he was protected. He was protected. Even on the cross, he was protected by Scripture. He made sure. 2 Corinthians 5.7. Here we go. 2 Corinthians 5.7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. People say, oh, but I can see things all around me coming down. Everything's falling down. I see that we have this going wrong in the world and this going wrong. Did you not see how bad things are financially? I know. But God is with us. We have to walk by faith, not by the things we see. Because if we go by the things we see, we're going to be down the dumps all the time. And I know, I know. Think about me. I have to look in the mirror. No, I'm kidding. But in reality, we have to walk by faith that God is with me always. Amen? Amen. So God is with us all the time. Now, here's the thing. When there's good times, it's easy to have faith. It really is. But when you're in the good times... It's not so hard to have faith in the good times. That these are the times to build up your faith and be prepared for the hard times. Be prepared for the hard times. Be obedient, not spiritually lazy, but be prepared by constant faith and rebuilding. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 22. In Matthew 21, 22, and whatever you do, ask in prayer. If you believe, you will receive. Now, this doesn't mean that every little thing you ask for, you're going to receive. That doesn't mean that. But if you believe in God's will, you will receive. This is why it's time to build up when you're going through the good times and everything seems to be easy as pumpkin pie. Everything at that moment is good to get built up and ready because hard times will be coming. Uh, not everything stays good all the time. 
But you can see that a lot of people will go to church and will stay true to God in church. And I've seen it a million times. you got to remember, I grew up as a pastor's son. I was in church always because that's how it had to be when you're in my dad's house in the way it should have been. Not just a pastor's house, by the way, a Christian's house. You should have always been in church. Sorry, I didn't mean to get frustrated, but it, it does frustrate me. I mean, people, oh, can't you have the right to choose? No, they shouldn't. It doesn't say in, in Proverbs, raise up a child as they want to go. Uh-uh, the way it should go. <laughs> Come on now. It says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, watch and stand fast. I'll say it again. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be bold like men, and be strong. Fathers, I say this to you all the time. In fact, this was the uh, X-Men that we have, the men of Christ. This was our, uh, this was our, 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 our verse. It says, watch, stand fast, means firm, in the faith, and be bold like men, and be strong. We are to be strong, Christians. Be strong. We are to be men of God, women of God, soldiers of God. Be strong in God. Our faith is to be strong through the good times, through the bad times, through all times. Because if you're not strong now when things are going well, you're definitely not going to be strong when they're not. I've seen so many Christians there in the good times. Everything's good, and they're going to go to church. But when the hard times come, where do they go? Well, God is mean to me, and I'm not going anymore. No, we can't do that. You need to be in church, especially in the times it's hard. What's the matter with you? Are you serious? When it's hard is when you need God the most. Now, that's not saying that when it's hard you be in church, because I've seen it this way, too. When it's hard, I'm in church, but when it's good, I'm in this party time, baby, and I'm everywhere but church. What's the matter with you? You should be with God all the time. The good times, the bad times, all times. You need to be with the Lord God. Let me ask you this. When you pray, you say, God, thank you for this day. Lord God, I want to talk to you. I can't. I'm sorry. And by the way, I'm not mocking God. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm busy. How would you feel if God was that way with you? How do you think he feels with you doing that to him? You're too busy for him. It's the good times. Too busy for him. It's the bad times. Too busy for him. You don't want him. Because you don't have the faith like you should. Come on. It hurts his feelings just like your feelings get hurt too. Faith during the hard times. Be prepared. We need to be prepared for the hard times by constant faith through the hard times because our faith is made even stronger. Let us now read. Let us now read Hebrews chapter 11. Verses 7 through 19. We're going to go through a little history here. By faith Noah, being divinely warned about things not yet seen, moved with God, godly fear, prepared an ark to save his family, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to to go out into a place which he would later receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the promised land 
as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received the ability to conceive a seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithfully who had promised. Therefore, from one man who was as good as dead sprang so many a multitude as the stars of the sky, and innumerable as the sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They never got to see it. They had all that faith. And Abraham, or Abraham at one time, Sarah, uh, Noah, all these people never got to see it while they were here on the earth. But don't worry. They would see it and they have seen it. They're seeing it now. We're moving on from there. Verse 14, those who say such things declare plainly that they are looking for a homeland. And certainly if they had been thinking of the country out of which they came, they might have had the opportunity to return. But they desired a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he prepared a city for them. Moving on to verse 17 here. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he would had excuse me, he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of him God said, Through Isaac shall you see your seed be named. He reasoned that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he indeed received him in a figurative sense. You see, Abraham knew, he knew that God had promised him all of these things and he knew that God was good to this. Now he didn't know exactly what was gonna happen, but he knew that God made a promise and that God was good to his promises. We have to remember that. We have to remember that. Faith is often put to the test. It's put to the test. Your faith has been put to the test, even today. Many of you are about to start a new job. You're about to start a new job. You teachers here and you teacher there, you're about to start a brand new job. Every single one of you in a new place and your faith is gonna be tested. You're about to start a new school year. All of you children are about to start a new school year and your faith is gonna be put to the test. We're all about to start a new year in one way or another. We're all gonna be put to the test. Many of us are being put to the test each and every day we're put to the test of where our faith is at in God. Where's your faith in God? You're being put to the test. Every day when you watch the news, we're being put to the test. When people saw what happened in Maui, people's faith was put to the test. Why did God let this happen to them? Why did God let this happen? And many people say, I've seen it. If there really is a God, they say, why is God letting this happen to them? That's so sad. It is sad. Of course it is. I just pray and hope that they already had God in their heart. I pray and hope that. Many of them, though, as they were running for the ocean, and many people were running, I don't want to think on the sad things, except to say we got to be realistic, too. As many of them did, I pray and hope in that last moment that they prayed out, Lord God, save me. And I pray in whatever name they called to him. I pray and hope that they believed in the Lord God, they called out, save me, and he did, is what I pray for. 
I pray that when we get there, we'll see many of them. And they are brothers and sisters in Christ even now. Even though they may have been as uh, spiritually uh, wise as a little infant, it doesn't matter. There are brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what I pray for. I pray that God saved them. I pray that there are many, many more who are right now still safe physically and saved spiritually and that they are brothers and sisters in Christ. And I pray if there are any right now watching at home who are reaching out, looking for something in faith, know that Jesus Christ loves you. He wants you in the family and you can be saved at this very moment. Maybe you're watching three years from now, but know that God loves you. Maybe you're searching for something. Know that God loves you. He wants you to be saved. Have faith. Faith is not what you can prove, but what you know in your heart because the Holy Spirit is calling out to you now. It's proved by believing. And deep in your heart, you know it. And you know that you know it. That God will prove it to you as you follow. Not prove to you before you follow. That's not faith at all. Not at all. Faith is put to the test. Difficulties will come. That's without a doubt. Every single time I've had a spiritual growth. All the difficulties come. Heartbreak. Difficulties in jobs. Difficulties come. Oh, they come. But this is when, and they come plenty. But this is when you need to apply the ammo of faith. And they will not fail. Ephesians 6.16 says, in every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. And they will come. All those arrows are going to come. That's Ephesians 6.16. Those arrows are going to come. Oh, they're going to come. Sometimes they don't feel like arrows. Sometimes they feel like machine gun bullets. But you know what? When you have that faith, it doesn't seem to matter how many bullets hit you when you have that. I got to get up again. When those bullets get to coming at you, let me tell you something. You got more than just a shield. You got a bulletproof vest of faith all around your heart. Because you can say, oh, the Lord is with me today and every day. And he is. But it depends on how much faith you have put upon you. Say, don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. Because the faith is all around you, wrapped around you. Oh, and they're wrapped tight. Wrapped tight. You ever put, look, you're going not heavy like me, especially some of y'all. You're not heavy like me, but let me tell you, sometimes you put on clothes that are tighter than others and you're walking like saran wrap. Our faith should be that tight when you're walking around like that. You heard the, you hear the stage. That's okay. Wrap your faith like saran wrap. And then you know that no matter what Satan does, it's going to be like a shield. Boom, 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 boom. And all those bullets are going to be bouncing off. I guarantee you, keep that faith wrapped around you tight. What does it say in Hebrews chapter 11? We're going to finish it up now in Hebrews chapter 11. Oh, yes, we are. Hallelujah. Verses 32 through 40. And what man, he goes on talking about Jacob and, and he talks about Moses and we know what Moses did. We, I think we've mentioned him once or thrice, but it goes on to say in verse 32, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms and ministered justice, obtained promises Stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became vi uh, 
valiant in fighting and turned the armies of forward enemies to flight. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and did not accept deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mocking and scourging and even chains of imprison and imprisonment, and they were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered around in sheepskins and goatskins while destitute, afflicted, and tormented. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. These all have obtained a, a good report through faith. But they did not receive the promise, for God provided something better for us, so that with us they would be made perfect. You see, these people rose again with the Lord. These people went to heaven with the Lord, or are going to heaven with the Lord. My point is, is that they've gone to the Lord with the Lord to heaven. They're in heaven. They are there now. We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry ever again about these people. Their faith has been met. They're in heaven now. Jesus Christ has taken them home through their faith. And when you die, you're going to heaven. You're going to heaven because of your faith in him who died for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say this. As it says in James chapter 1, I have a little more to say about James here, but James 1 through 6, 3 through 6, knowing that the trying of your faith develops patience, but let patience perfect its work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally without criticism, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, without wavering. For he who wavers is like a wave unto the sea, driven and tossed with the wind. We need to have faith in all that we do and with all that we ask. Know that God is with us and we can have faith in that. Our faith is put to the test. There's much more I could say, but I will tell you this, as it says in James 2, 1. It says, my brothers have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, without partiality. We need to have faith in him. There's much more it says in that chapter I won't read it all right now to you, but we need to have faith in the Lord God as our faith is put to the test. And it will be. But know that God is with us through all times and Jesus is with us. And you know why? Because when we have faith in the Lord God, do you know what else faith is? Faith, it is what? Faith is by our actions. It is the foundation of all times. Faith in good times, faith in hard times. If faith is put to the test and faith is the victory faith is a victory faith is the victory faith is a victory oh glorious victory that overcomes the world faith is the victory you know what it says in first John 5 3 through 4 I should say 3 and 4 first John 5 3 through 3 and 4 says this and it's so important you might want to write that down because you're going to want to remember this. Next time your faith is put to the test, remember you have victory through your faith. It says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Oh, no, they're not. It says in verse four, for whoever is born of God overcomes the world 
And the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Our faith in his grace. Hallelujah. Faith is the victory. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. 8 and 9. For by grace. What I say? By his faith in his grace. Here we go. For by grace you have see, been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works so that no one should boast. Whoa. Now in James, that we didn't get to read all the way through, but in James chapter two, it speaks about it speaks about works. Because James oftentimes talks about works. He talks in James chapter two, verse 14 through 26, he talks about works. He talks about works and how we should have works. But he's not talking about works saving you. He's talking about when you're saved. Your works should show that you're saved. Not that you're saved by your works, but your works should show of your faith. Because how many Christians believe that I have faith, so therefore I don't have to do anything? Ah, it's not your faith. It's not your works that show that you are saved, or that save you, but it is your works that show that you are saved. Because when you love someone, you'll do anything to show them. You'll do anything for them. When a mama loves a baby, she feeds him before she feeds herself. A mama really loves her baby. She doesn't say, shut up, kid. I'm going to eat. Shut up. I'm going to take care of myself before I take care of you. Now, nowadays, mamas, and I've seen some who are mamas, uh, literally mamas, and, and, uh, and all that. But I do have seen some selfish mothers nowadays. But a real good mama takes care of that baby before herself. My mama. If you can't tell by looking, make sure I was fed. And she made sure I was fed always before her. And uh, now I will say this. She did lie sometimes. When we go out to eat and she would have ice cream and she said, oh, I, I don't want it anymore. You, you take it. It wasn't that she was a liar. It's she was a good mama. And she wanted to make sure we had what we wanted first. She was such a good mama. Always making sure that we were taken care of. That's what a good mom does, puts her kid first. But, you know, thanks a lot. Look at me now. No, but anyway. <laughs> no, but in reality, in reality, mamas take care of the babies. And daddies too. Daddies too. Don't leave it up to the mamas alone now. That ain't right. Truth be told, God loves you. Faith is a victory through the Lord. Daddy loves you. Father God loves you. He wants to take care of us. We have faith in him. For by grace you've been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works so that no one should boast. Now, Galatians tells us about how we're to work. Because Paul talks about it in Galatians. I won't go through all of it except to say in Galatians 2, 16 through 20, it does say, Yet we know that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ rather than the works of the law. For by works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. We're to show our faith by the works that we put into him. Romans 1.17 For in righteousness and the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just live by faith. We're to live by faith, folks. 
We're to live by faith, and faith is the victory. So as I close here today, I want to say this to every single person, whether you're home or whether you're here or whether you're watching later on. Are you going through hard times right now? All of us do. Are you going through very difficult times in your life? Are you questioning your life and things that you have done or are doing? If you're going through hard times, maybe you're going through a loss in your life. Maybe it's a loss of your job, a loss of your job, a loss of a loved one. God is with you. It is time to have faith in God. Maybe, maybe right now you're going through financial discouragement and stress. This is where you need to have faith. If you have to have faith in something, have faith in God. Maybe you have a new job coming up. Through this new job, we can't always have faith in ourselves alone or the new place or have faith in God. Maybe we're having difficulties with our automobiles or with our physical selves. Maybe we're having health problems. That's what we need to have faith in God. Maybe he sent us to our doctors. Maybe we're hurting so bad that we don't feel like we can go on any further. Maybe we're having problems with our emotions and maybe that's physical. Maybe it's only emotional. I really don't know. This is where we need to have faith in God. Turn to him through our prayers at night. Spend less time on television, on the news, on, on computers with other people. It's good to be with other people, but make sure you're with spending more time with God than you are others. Have faith in God. Maybe you're stressed about what's going on in the world. Maybe you're scared. But this is where we need to put our faith in God. Maybe you're having a hard time in relationships right now. I don't know what kind of relationship. Maybe it's a relationship, a romantic relationship. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe you're having relationship problems with a friend. Maybe it's with a family member. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel like there's nobody there, but you're not alone. Because God is with you. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Because you're not alone. Have faith in God. No matter what is happening to your life right now, or what will happen to your life, because it seems like every time we turn a corner in our life, something happens. Could be a shock, a surprise. But when we have faith in God, He will be there to build us up. The world wants to tear us down, but God wants to build us up. So have faith in God. Have faith in God. That's where your faith needs to be. If you have faith in yourself alone, you will fail 99.9% .9 of the time. You will fail if it's in you and you alone or your friends and your friends alone because people will fail you. If it's in your job and your job alone, if it's in anything other than the God, it will fail at some point because everyone at some point in time will fail physically. Every job at some point is going to fall. Every position is going to fall at some point. By the way, I'm not trying to scare you about your job. I'm simply saying is that no one's going to have a job for their entire life. Nobody's going to physically do great 100% of the time, 100 years. 
everybody's body fails at some point. You can't do it all on your own. Nobody can do anything and everything on their own. Everybody needs God. And if they don't have faith in God, they have faith in something that will not work. They just think that it will work. So have faith in God. Have faith in God. That's what you need. So have faith in Him. And I will end with 2 Timothy 4.7. 2 Timothy 4.7 says this. And I hope that we can all say this as we leave this world. I really do. It says, 2 Timothy 4.7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So no matter what happens, no matter what day you have today or tomorrow or three months from now, keep the faith in God and he'll see you through. I promise. Let's bow in prayer. Lord God, I pray that you will help each and every one of us. Lord, we all go through different things at different times. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will build our faith today. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us as we suffer through physical problems, emotional problems, mental problems, Lord. Lord, problems with our jobs, problems, Lord God, with people in our lives. I pray, Lord God, that you will give us the answers and that we will put all of our faith in you and no one else, that we can love them. And Lord, we can trust in some people, but Lord God, only if we trust you first and only if we have all of our faith in you first. And I pray that we know this that we trust this, that we live this daily, hourly, even by the minute and a second. And that we were reminded that through the Holy Spirit every single day. Lord God, I pray right now, if there be anyone here, Lord God, who doubts their faith in you, that today they renew that faith. If there are anyone right now who needs to come forward to build their foundation with you in their faith, I pray they will do so. I pray, Lord God, if there's anyone who, who's watching now who needs to say a prayer of faith, of restructure, Lord, I pray they will do so. And I pray, Lord, if there's anyone right now who's suffering from mistakes in their life, maybe habits or things that they need help in, I pray, Lord God, that they will be brave enough to come to you and realize, Lord God, that you already know about it anyway. There's nothing that they should keep back, but that you love them and that you're not going to hold it against them, and so they should not keep it against themselves and hold it against themselves. But you've already forgiven them. So I pray, Lord, that they'll come forward and not listen to the enemy who is already attacking them. I pray this in your holy name. Amen and amen.